Welcome back to our podcast as uh, you've been listening regularly and you've uh, begun to sort of befriend us. I'm talking about myself and Saki Kaur and the conversations that we have been having around various topics and subjects that are relevant to our lives and then sort of uh, lead us to be in a position where we are coursing through life with joy and a sense of purpose. So today, as um, last time we were winding down the episode, we went into this uh, spontaneous uh, point of uh, discussion where uh, the subject that we intend to discuss in the next episode tends to offer itself. And uh, the one that popped up was trying to figure out what is the meaning of true wealth as we go about our days and our lives hitting the alarm clock or hitting the snooze button and then getting out of bed and rushing through the day and managing all our operations from our breakfast to our work to our families. There is something that drives us. There is something that propels us forward. And one of the clear motivations is what we value and what we regard as true wealth. And that's something that we want to accrue, create, or uh, in a very traditional sense, go out and attract in our lives. So with Sakikor today, this is exactly what we want to find out. What is this true wealth that we are after? So Saki, anytime you feel you want to jump into this, because I know the moment um, I say these things, it triggers so many questions, so many answers, so many wise words from so many people. True wealth could mean so many different things to so many people, 8 billion people on the planet living a different script of their lives. And true wealth will have a very different meaning for each one of them. But what do you say is true wealth to you? I think the most common one, the most common one that people, you know, that might, that jumps to mind is usually finance, yeah. money, money and riches. And I think the diff- there is a huge difference, in my opinion, between wealth, riches, money, fortune, but it's definitely one of the go-to ones mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, definition of, of wealth, um, yeah, linked to your bank account, linked to how you live, where you live, what you drive. And and immediately, of course, that's materialistic. It's not, it's everything external outside of yourself. And then, of course, if you, you know, we we're going to going to get sort of deep about it. It's about riches can also be what helps you sleep better at night are you lying awake in your mansion <clears throat> plagued mm-hmm. with thoughts you know and troubled by <clears throat> you know things happening in life but again the difference between external and internal you know what gives you peace of mind what are you physically well are you mentally well are you psychologically emotionally well do you live a have you got harmony in your relationship with yourself you know, are you free from all those things that plague people and keep people up at night? Mm-hmm. So, would you, you would sleep, sleeping like a baby, 
I think all those things make you a rich person. Does that mean you have an enriched life because you are able to have those things, but not externally, not materialistically? Right. Mm-hmm. So money, I think money is the first go-to thing, perhaps that a lot of people go to to think, yeah, that makes me rich. What makes me rich? What makes me happy? What makes me... Yeah, like you said, what makes me get up in the morning? What's the reason and the purpose for me to jump out of bed every morning? Yeah, I, I believe that um, if you if you pose this question to any common person, uh, what do you think being wealthy is? Obviously, people will come up with answers that, hey, uh, all I want is a roof on my head. I want security yeah, of yeah. food and clothing. Yes. So my three basic needs are met. And um, I don't want to have to worry about what I'm going to eat today, what I'm going to wear today. And these are the basic needs. The moment these basic essential needs are met, then I'm going to look at health and happy times with yes. my family and, and a few holidays. And then the list starts to become longer and longer. Mm. You, you want to acquire all this. You want to have a nice bank balance, some security, some money flowing in. Oh, even if I have to take a break for a year from work, I should be well provided and looked after. I mm-hmm. should be able to yeah. afford a decent lifestyle. And then you start expanding that vision of wealth because you're constantly thinking about wealth in terms of possessions, which are material possessions. And uh, mm-hmm. whereas uh, whereas if you if you turn around and look at the great philosophers and the great wise men and women of our yeah. uh, times, they've always talked about true wealth in a different way. And, and they'd yes. say yeah. that true wealth is, is more about uh, being able to truly enjoy life and have experiences. And if you can spend the time of your waking hours or your day doing stuff that you actually love and that mm-hmm. means something to you and you are able to freely make that choice. You're not compelled. So most of the people who may be, mm-hmm. like you said, driving the best cars that are parked in their garages, who have all the material riches to book themselves on a holiday, wherever they want, and yet they are not able to find the time to get away and enjoy their enormous wealth because they are so hard-pressed. There's poverty when it yeah. comes to time. They are time so... Poor. Bu- yeah, they're time poor. Yes. And, and they're yeah. so caught up in their uh, lives. Suddenly they feel, oh really, I might have all the money and the riches and the bank balance, but I really am hard-pressed because I got to keep pushing to acquire more. Yeah. That means you are not free. You are a slave who's constantly working for acquiring more and accruing more. Mm. Whereas this is not true wealth. True wealth is the freedom and the luxury of being able to enjoy it, to yeah. savor freedom. it. Because yeah. when you do that, you're creating memories with your family. You are spending quality time. You're health becomes an indispensable part of your wealth. Because what good is wealth if you have to go for a medical checkup and you're on a restricted diet and you can't 
climb 10 flight yeah. of stairs because yeah. uh, that sort of poverty or deprivation is lack of wealth and unfortunately investment continues to go in trying to enhance a career that helps you acquire more possessions but not in those areas so when you just talk mm. about wealth it's a honest's nest and when you when you sort of when you sort of um, get into this it opens so many interconnected areas for you that you have to really take a step back breathe in and rethink how do i see perceive and look at wealth it is and i think it, it, it the suspended sense of living as in you hit the pause button i will be happy when when i get the qualification when i get the job once i've got the job i will then get married once i get married um i'll start a family i'll be happy when i get the bigger house i'll only be or some people i will only be happy until i get the latest gucci bag i will only be happy until i get the next best thing car house holiday is your are you going on a better holiday than me yeah oh well next time i'm going to have to up my game and go on a better holiday than you you know is has your house got more bedrooms than mine and it's that suspended sense of happiness that you hit the pause button on and i hear that a lot and i think a sense of now and the sense of restrictions that people seem to live with in terms of exactly what i've just said they're really and the fulfillment the enrichment of life and living mm-hmm. freely is massively hindered by that thought process in terms of i'm happy i'm content with what i have i'm good i'm good where i am i'm happy for you that you're going on a better holiday than me but i don't feel inferior i'm comfortable i'm good i'm mm. good as i am um, to have ambition and focus perspective in life and a reason to get up in the morning everybody needs that however to be in competition healthy competition of course again is good but to have that inferiority living in terms of it's suspended until i get this i won't be happy or content mm-hmm. that's that's the that's a sad part of it i think but when we think about again riches and materialistic attachment um and and for some people it's an addiction shopping is an yeah, addiction yes. because they're feeding some kind of void trying to fill a void it's self-soothing because in that moment of purchasing whatever it might be you know food related clothes related bags shoes whatever it might be it's a very temporary fix very temporary it is fast it's a fast fix and it's a temporary fix because then once you've acquired what you've acquired mm-hmm. well now what now i have it but that void that you're trying to fill remains Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. Because uh, one, we're trying to put a band-aid on a much mm, deeper yeah, yeah. wound and a gash, which probably needs a different kind of attention than just yes. uh, the next yeah. uh, binge shop. And, yeah. and, and, and sometimes that void is truly finding 
freedom. See, uh, it's yeah. a, it's, a, it's yeah. I find it a very interesting phrase, financial freedom. And if freedom. we, yeah. if we look yeah. at it, yeah, if we look at it deeply, if you've created enough finances, yeah, you, 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 that that you're looking at financial freedom means you want to have enough in your bank. It could be a hundred thousand to a million to a hundred million. That number is immaterial, but whatever number gives you a sense of financial freedom means you're free from the worries of money. So there's no there's no tag that one can finally put onto security. No, because how much is enough? Yeah, like because because it, yeah, you can't you can't define security. Security to one person could be oh, I've got 100,000 in the bank. That's mm. more than enough for me to live the rest of my life mm -hmm. pursuing yes. uh, painting on a canvas or traveling around the continents yeah. backpacking and just hiring a bicycle. Oh, this is not even enough for me for another person yeah. to go on a proper luxury cruise every year. This is going to finish off. So this is not enough. This is not financial security. So the definitions will vary. But again, the key word is finan in financial freedom is the latter, freedom. You are looking to liberate yourselves from the compulsion of doing something that you probably are not meant to as a soul, as a person, you're here to do something else. You look at, uh, you look at multi-millionaires. The other day I was sitting with a friend and we were looking at business houses. So typically Indian names, but that have gone on to become global giants in business. Yes. Um, yeah. The Ambani's have a different yes. benchmark um, with all due regard to their great success. They've gone on to acquire expensive um, palatial homes in London. They've also acquired and built a huge uh, multi-storied, most expensive home in Mumbai. And in sharp contrast is the mm -hmm. Murthys, Narayan Murthys from Infosys, where uh, both the husband and wife uh, continue to be clad in simple clothes, donating 90% of what they earn to charities and educating children. There's absolutely no reason for the chairperson's wife, Sudha Murthy, who has millions yeah. in shares, to go around clad in a simple sari and talk to children in schools. Because yes. ultimately, yeah. acquisition of wealth is not fulfillment of purpose. Purpose is what drives us. And when I said get up in the morning, deep inside there's the purpose. You could probably be partially or 10% of it trying to fulfill through your occupation. But 90% is still gnawing at you deep inside. And that's why you, after a hard day's work, which pays you well, you'd rather sit with a tub of ice cream and drown mm, all that inner gnawing yeah. into a mind-numbing exercise of watching some horrendous uh, TV program that you are again not even interested in, but you're watching because you put your life on this autopilot numbing motion and you don't want to get out of that because the momentum is huge. And then you suddenly feel, I am so bound and restricted. 
but these restrictions are put, are put by ourselves. That yes. poverty of binding versus freedom to do what you want to do is the gap between wealth and poverty. And, and I think that's where people, a lot of us are missing and we are striving to do that. Don't you all, don't we all want to do stuff that we love and have the means to do it? That would be real wealth. That would be real wealth. But yet, like you said, you're right. Some people get into the addictive spiral of just acquiring, 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 and, and they keep revising their goals and their benchmarks and they keep going to the next seminar, climbing up the corporate ladder, qualifying for the next um, job or position just to acquire wealth, money, possessions, which just sit. I mean, suits that don't get worn, watches that don't get um, worn around and don't even give you the luxury of time and uh, money that remains unutilized. Yeah, Yeah, and then it's passed down as inheritance to your next generation. When it's success, it's the definition also. If you're wealthy, you're successful, you're a successful person. But when you think about, I guess, you know, um, a disruptor in the industry, one of the first ones, I guess it's, I don't know, I think it's fair to say Steve Jobs was a pretty, he was one of the first and he had a, you know, he had a brilliant mind that how his companies, I think it's the most valuable company in the world, Apple. Yes, it remains. And, you know, with all the money and the talent and, you know, that he had, he health was not on his side yes. and he he was not able to use his money and sometimes yes i think you you know if you can pri- pay for private medical health care you do get your money does come in use but he's just one example that comes to mind to think that the wealthy are not immune either regardless of how much money you have in the bank if you don't have the luxury of good physical health good Mm -hmm. mental health all the money in the world is not going to save you and he's a particular person that comes to mind to think wow you know with everything that you did and he's a it's a household item now to have an apple Mm. computer watch phone whatever and he's not around to see that success, yes, that he and, and and the kind of, kind of yeah, and and the kind of roller coaster life he had. Mm-hmm. If you, um, mm-hmm. if if um, a lot of people who are listening must be pretty aware of the kind of success he achieved and the roller coaster journey of his life that was, yeah, relationships and um, fumbling through a lot of uh, things that yeah. uh, a normal person tends to keep together quite okay whether it was um, taking risks and chances, getting ousted from the company he created, then being recalled to build it up, to create the most amazing designs that were simplistic. His legacy, his signature continues to be the true watermark. But then when we talk about Steve Jobs, and like I Mm -hmm. just said that his legacy and his watermark remains on every Apple product to this day, now he was at one point driven to a to a state where he came to India to seek answers and uh, and and uh, and he was looking at uh, 
meditation and spiritual searching which went on for the longest time. And so was the case with Beatles. And we're talking about, we're talking about phenomenally successful people who suddenly realized right at the pinnacle of their glory and success, there was, there was still a huge void that they wanted to fulfill. And what comes to my mind right at this point is what Napoleon Hill said, today there are millions of people, business stories and successes in the US all across the world who've, who've actually worshipped Napoleon Hill's book, Think and Grow Rich. And it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's the Bible for Riches so many. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and it's, yes. it's, uh, it's been the Bible and the guiding light for so many people who've mm-hmm. gone on to the, to the path of creating wealth and various corporations. One of his most famous and insightful quotes is, remember that your real wealth can be measured not by what you have, but by what you are. And unfortunately, the entire set of investment goes (laughs) in what you have and keeping a track of that, whereas personal growth and the ability to see, perceive and interact with the outside world in a more meaningful, richer, fulfilling manner starts taking a backseat. Because um, we start sanitizing our environments, our interactions. And like when you, when you cut off from real life, I think the whole experience aspect of life stops happening because you are, you're, you're living in a curated experience. And that is why sometimes I feel that modern day technology is removing people from reality. Real. And that is, that is where uh, your experience of richness and the feeling of true wealthiness is also disappearing. You know, you see, but the online world gives you an opportunity and a mask, I think, yeah. to hide behind so you can create an identity that possibly isn't even your own, mm-hmm. that you can be whoever and whatever you want to be. Mm-hmm. That is why so many people get duped online, you know, yes. online fraud and cyber fraud. My goodness, you know, it, it's a multi-million, if not billion dollar industry right now where people, especially in the dating world, they meet somebody, the Tinder swindler. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if you ever, yes. if, you, if you ever <laughs> came across it, that's, I mean, oh my goodness, when you think about the lifestyle that that man led on the back of what pure manipulation and living a life that was completely fabricated and funded by so many other people. And it's actually funded, they're actually funded by the insecurities and uh, the fears of other people. And this is actually a parasitic uh, way of creating wealth. And there's so many people living or uh, rolling in money and in affluence because of that. But But does that define wealth? Yeah. I don't, but you know, these women trusted him because they wanted to. There was a deep desire for them to trust and have faith. And, you know, I, I I do have some sympathy for those, yes. for anyone who has been duped, because it's it's such a, a human instinct 
to trust. To, to want to be able to trust somebody that, oh my God, are you in distress? And I'm in a position to help. You know, and when we think about the world that we want to live in, because you think, oh, if that was me, I, I would want somebody to help me. <laughs> and if I could help somebody, I would want to. Um, and yeah, I think people do have mixed views about that, actually. That, yeah, it was a little bit, oh, well, they were a bit naive. How could you? I wouldn't do that. That 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 comes across a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have got duped. But when you think about thousands of people on a daily basis because of, I don't know, the mask, the anonymity that you are able to, to have on the internet to be something that you're not, mm-hmm. of course it's given rise and a home to to all these you know, people that are able to dupe so easily all these yeah. other, other other people. But when you when you think about um it's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yes, it is. The very basic, basic at the very bottom of that, the first, first building block in that is the physiological needs, the breathing, mm-hmm. right? right? Food, water, mm-hmm. shelter, clothing and sleep. Once that block is in place, then it rises above to safety and security. So your health, employment, your property, family, and, you know, your social ability. Once that is firmly in place, upon that you then build and rise to the sense of being loved and a sense of belonging. So that's when your relationships, the family, the intimacy, and the sense of connection um is established once that's done you go up to self-esteem you know your confidence what have you achieved yeah. in life you know respecting others respect from others and the need to be a unique individual mm-hmm. so self-esteem then it's about the self-actualizing process you know your morality creativity acceptance and experience and purpose Mm-hmm. And the meaning of your inner potential and how you go about actualizing that potential. And I've always said, if you are destined and if you have an idea, it's like having an itch that does that you have to scratch that no matter what, it doesn't give you peace. Unfulfilled potential will keep on poking at you. It'll come for you unless you try to go and actualize it in real life so you can live it. Because... Yeah. Us as human beings, we are designed to go and actualize, do what's best for us, as best as we can. But <laughs> so unless you do, you know, you, we, we see war-torn countries and we are sitting in the comfort and the safety and security of our homes because we have good air to breathe, we've got food to eat, water, shelter, our basic needs are taken care of. And I feel like a very wealthy person <laughs> when I sit and I watch that because, you know, you say a little prayer for them and also for yourself to think, thank, you know, goodness that I am where I am, living how I am living. Um, when you do look around you and then if you live a very insular life, I think, and you lose sight. I think that's probably a better, better way to put it. If you lose sight of what is going on, yeah. I think that can also play a part in how happy or how miserable you're going to be in your life. Yeah, and how wealthy you feel. Because a lot of us uh, yes. equate this sense of wealth 
to uh, how miserable do I feel about my present conditions and how do I perceive my future? Yeah. So yeah, so exactly. So so put it in another way: being rich, being wealthy today, is yeah one of the key aspects is not to be fearful about what future holds, and to be in absolute satisfied gratitude state uh, in your present. And and I think an equally important aspect is not to be very, um, to not to be in a state where you're constantly repenting about lost opportunities in the past and oh, what if this had happened? What if that had happened? So mm, regret, your present, yeah. yeah, your present state of mind, how liberated you feel in the now, or how chained and how burdened you feel in this moment, is actually defining your wealth. So to a great extent. Wealth is also a state of mind, and it's based on the stories mm. you've told yourself, and the narrative you believe in, and with which you go by and live your life today, and what you've been doing in the past, and uh, been doing in the future. Alexander, in search of trying to get his flag up in every part of the world, was on a constant oh, yeah. journey to to fight, acquire. And he was a pauper all his life because he was craving more and striving for that, and had a perfectly clear vision of how he wanted to be on his deathbed and how his last journey should be, with gold and riches in the path of his coffin, and to be carried in a certain way. And there he was, finally dying at the banks of a river, and. Fighting a losing battle, and uh, this has been such a great example in history that even the whole world cannot be enough for you when you're just on a constant. Because that's an inner void you're trying to fulfill, and we have seen people like Hitler and Alexander try to attempt that. Whereas, definition of wealth is like you just put it. How well I feel my needs are met, and on the Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs, keep going yeah, up that yeah. pyramid even towards the end of his life, beyond self-actualization, yeah. he also felt, "How can I serve?" is the highest you can get there. And I think true wealth is when you start giving it away. And I'm not talking about material possessions; it's about mm. your talents, your gifts. You're uh, you're here to share this wealth of creativity and whatever you've been given, because when you start giving it, it multiplies automatically and comes yes. back to you. Yeah, and yeah. it could come in the form of serendipitous, uh, happy coincidences in your life, but you know there is a reward mechanism in this interconnected universe that is at play, and you suddenly feel. Five years ago, I had a different mental outlook and attitude of fear, insecurity, and uh, mm. I was not trusting enough. I had money; I was on a path, but I was holding everything with two hands. The day I let go, I became more trusting, yes. more open. I built better relationships, stronger friendships, happier interactions with the world, and suddenly you feel like. You're on top of the world, and you're the richest person. And at times, I even look at social media. Today, 
social media is fueled by your lack of validation that you keep seeking outside for every little action that you do you want to make a reel you want to seek approval from people so the most important thing for you even if you acquire a new car a new dress a new holiday is what you're out on you want to share that experience immediately with the world with people yeah nobody's posting failures yes nobody's so sharing yeah, so even if all the acquired wealth is sitting in a safe it's worthless you need to come and make an announcement i have arrived everything is all about interaction it's all about being out there in the world and how do you present yourself to the world by showing this is what i've locked away or by sharing what you have on offer and the more you share the wealthier you are viewed as because the giver is the wealthiest it's 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 a it's a it's a phenomenon nobody likes a stingy boss everyone wants everyone wants a liberal you want your partner life partner to say okay honey here's the credit card go ahead enjoy yourself today and and when you know that he's got so much or she's got so much locked away and she's unwilling to share that with the family you label them as poor stingy lacking insecure whereas true wealth comes through sharing and i don't know as a kid when i was growing up i used to read a lot of books and one of the wonderful books by this famous famous astrologer 30 40 years ago i read this book and the concept she expressed about money was this is green energy which needs to keep flowing and i believe today that any energy which is blocked it's unnatural energy needs to flow so money green energy of green currency yes. notes generally they used to be green is 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 to flow is to exchange hands it's to serve a purpose it's only useful if it's in circulation money lying locked away is a dead economy and and that's a point that a lot of people miss so we the more we circulate it the more we put it to use to find that freedom that you know we are seeking financial freedom comes through investing through spending and through using your money wisely not through feeling insecure and holding it with your two hands oh what if i lose it that's a poor life a rich life is one where the feeling of abundance is rising from within the mm. confidence is in your own ability and you are not blinking twice before parting with your money it's not being reckless and a spendthrift it's about being mm. keeping money working for you so that you're free to do stuff that you love that's that's true wealth that's when you're moving in the right direction is how i feel No, it's true, but I think I think some, it's something that I heard um, quite a while ago, and it kind of stayed with me. And he says they were talking about similar stuff to what you and I are talking about now about money and how it affects some people, how people change mm-hmm. um, once they have money from not having mm-hmm. money, right? And then that fear makes them want to grip and hold on to that money because they they have experience of not. having money and they never want to go back there. Mm-hmm. I know what it feels like, like yeah. 
not to have money and I will do everything that I can in order to keep hold of this. Or on the flip side of that is, hey, I know what it's like not to have money and I survived, I made it. So mm -hmm. now that I have money, I'm going to spend it. I'm going to use it. I'm going to spend like there is no tomorrow. Yeah. So I think depending on how you are wired, determines how you behave depending on how you think it it it, yeah. it determines how you feel yeah. yes it can i think you can be shackled to your wealth i think it was getty i watched a film on getty and i think he had a payphone mm -hmm. in his home <laughs> okay. so if anybody wanted to make a phone call they were paying for it right. um and yeah he had quite a lot of money so he could have you know, quite easily um, paid his phone, uh, phone bill. What did he, yeah, famously, I think he had a payphone in his house. And it's it's another saying, um, new money, or oh, they've got new money versus old money. And people will judge you based on if you have generational wealth, because apparently if you're going to be rich, that's how you're supposed to be rich. But we have YouTubers now, we have influencers now yes. who are very, very wealthy. And 10, 15, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, who thought you were going to be a millionaire because you're an influencer? Oh, yeah. Didn't even know what an influencer was 15, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. But now a lot of them have made a lot of money purely by, you know, well, thanks to the internet. So I think... Um, my saying, you know, it's a bit of a blessing and a curse kind of rolled into one. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, people change and how people change when they have money all of a sudden, what people start speaking differently, don't they? Mm -hmm. They behave differently. They think differently, um, eat differently. The company that they now wish to keep, they want to changes. forget and yeah. shake off. Right. They want to shake off the people from the past because they've now elevated to another level where they wish to operate from. Mm -hmm. And the old people are examples of and reminders. Yeah, they're reminders of who they once were and they no longer wish to be that person. Yeah. Because now I have money. I am something else. I am someone else. But look, to conclude this um, talk, I think it's been really, really interesting and, you know, quite, I hope it's been mm -hmm. interesting and insightful. So, um, but, but yeah, no, it's wealth, riches, money, peace of mind, all those things kind of come into 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 my mind when I think about what's was truly well. And I guess it's about what's important. Yeah, well, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, so I think what you're saying is right because true wealth continues to be underlining the word freedom again. The liberty, mm. the luxury yes. of choice is what true wealth is. And when we are making those wise choices, money is welcome. Abundance is, mm. is, is the key. Yes, we want to see hunger disappear. We want people to be well-fed so that they yes. can... They can keep rising up the Maslow's um, hierarchy need pyramid. Yes, the hierarchy. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you got you got to keep coming up to a point where uh, your basic needs are met, so that you can make a difference to make this a better world, not only for yourselves but for others to live. And like you said, changing in 
changing your character, changing the way you interact with the world just because you have material possessions, you've acquired a certain um, healthy bank account is not the key. The key is, is it chaining me like a diving bell that traditionally divers used to use to go quickly down to the bottom of the sea to sink? They used to put these heavy yeah. bells, tie them to themselves Wait, because yeah. they did not have oxygen cylinders to breathe underwater. So they wanted a quick descent and they cut off from the bell, do what they wanted to do and then come up to the surface to breathe again. But wow. you, don't, you don't want those diving bells to be your wealth. You want Shackle wealth. Yeah, you want yeah. something that doesn't get you to sink and tie you down. You want something that liberates you, gives you wings to explore more, to have richer experiences in life, to, to make the world a better place. And, uh, and we see so many shining examples of people acquiring billions of dollars and giving it away. There are singers, there are, there are yeah, investors. There, uh, yeah, we are in a world of Warren Buffett's who've always lived in a one-room apartment and, and untouched by the billions that they translate. Yes. I mean, creation of wealth to, to make your um, co-investors and uh, your partners and people who are invested in your companies and organizations to help them prosper is, is also a service. It's a beautiful way of making the world better. And a lot, yes. of, lot of shining examples are there of people who've done this. So remember Napoleon Hill's statement yeah. again, true wealth is who you are, not what you have. And, and so what you are continues to be better and richer through experiences, yes. through how you're coursing through life. And we want Absolutely. you to be coursing through life with joy. Yes, and and joy. remember, remember in this long conversation, I want to wind it down with a funny, silly example, yes. which I shared with you one oh, day. Yeah. That, oh, yes? Uh, yeah, at, at a cafe once, um, you know, you and I come from this Punjabi background where uh, it's, it's a pretty uh, famous thing that the mom won't hesitate in giving a smack to the child if they're not behaving well in public. So... Uh, there's this mother at a cafe and um, the child is is behaving pretty pretty bad and uh, he's tossing things here, jumping from a couch to the next and disturbing other people at the cafe and the only threatening warning that the mother issues finally is, <laughs> if you don't stop, I'm gonna give you one right here in public with my Gucci slippers. <laughs> So now underlining the Gucci slipper is, yeah, yes. so that's, that's the kind of, so that becomes a, a reminder to everyone that announcing acquisitions and flaunting material possessions <laughs> is not a sign of wealth. It's a sign of poverty. It's a sign of lack. It's a sign of desperation to show. And, and when we exhibit this, we exhibit weakness, not strength of character. And true strength of character is true wealth and richness. And that is with everyone. Yes. That's a choice. That's a conscious choice. So how are you going to be coursing through yes. Yes. your life with, with true wealth that actually starts within as a little seed and then it translates into... Yeah. Because the outside world is a reflection of the inside. If I'm truly wealthy, satisfied 
ingratitude with what I have, that attitude of abundance is going to start changing my outside reality because my actions will be informed from within, from that place of not lacking anything. And then wealth starts showing up, material wealth also starts showing up. So insecurities on the inside are a sign of poverty. Living rich inside is rich outside. Mm -hmm. Think about it. Absolutely. Ponder over yeah. it. And that's a good point. Yeah. So I think we've left plenty for our listeners yeah. to think about and ponder yes. over. And uh, till we return, we hope you're going to be coursing through life with joy, sense of purpose, and with true wealth that mm -hmm. comes from within. Absolutely. Thank yes. you, Saki. It's again been a Thank rewarding, you. rewarding conversation. And we hope to be back. So leave feedback, share your views. Yeah. And there are diverse views and perspectives. We are open to receiving insights and new thought and ideas here because the whole idea is to help all of us live a rich life. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.